am congratulating um, the birth of a new child. Yay! <laughs> the birth of a new child. It's so it, is, it is Christmas. So, like, the birth of a new child is kind of the whole point. Is it a holy child? It's true. Um, no, but <laughs> they have a beautiful name. What's her name? Roman Elliot. Good day. That's a pretty epic sounding name. I know, I love it. It's, it's just gorgeous. I mean, what would you name a character if you were to direct your own Hallmark holiday movie? Peter. Uh-huh. I've already decided. Noel. I'm already there. Her name will be Joy and you will like it. <laughs> That's another classic, yeah. The movie will be called Joyful Joyful. Oh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> What's it about? Oh, I can tell you. Are we just wait, gonna, wait, we're not starting yet. We're not starting yet. <laughs> We've got to go through the whole little preamble, welcoming everyone. Do we really? <laughs> we do. It's good that to, part. <laughs> I need a routine. Oh, so, also, the notes for this are not very uh, exciting, but carry on. Wait, we got notes? <laughs> yes, because I'm stealing from a long time ago. Go. <laughs> Without further ado, what are we all reading, watching, playing, doing in our hobby slash free time? But like reading, watching, Grant. Ah. Okay, Um, what am I doing? Uh, I'm currently reading In Silent Graves by Gary A. Bronbeck. It was originally published as The Indifference of Heaven, which made it very hard. It caused for some confusion when I was trying to find it. Fair enough, yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And then there was one copy in the entire Michigan library system. So Ooh, it's one of those. It's one of those. Interesting. Yes. Um, it's about a newscaster whose son tragically dies. Um, and then from there it just turns into like a darkly surreal journey into like a, an alternate universe kind of Clive, What? Sure. Kind of Clive Barker esque as I continue in it. As which, things do. As things do. That's cool. Um it's really interesting. There's lots of dead ghost children. Um yeah, so that's... Wow! That's, All right. that's actually really interesting. Yeah. Erin! Me? Alright, so I haven't been reading anything yet. I just got finished with my semester. That's right! Uh, eight hours ago? Nine yeah. hours ago? Uh, uh, how do you um, feel? That's a really great look at your watch. <laughs> okay, right. <laughs> um, uh... I got all A's and one B because of a group project. Thanks. Yes. Um, also, ban group projects in 2022. So That's all I'm going to say. Literally, my whole graduate degree was group projects. Yeah. Basically. Literally, my whole middle school yeah. was group projects. Uh, so, as I'm ta- saying this right now, the uh, Steam Winter Sale has just gone live today. Okay. And so, I'm looking at all the games that are um, on sale. There's never been a more Aaron sentence <laughs> in the entire planet. <laughs> And um, there's quite a few things that I want to get out of this, so I'm not entirely sure uh, what I'm playing yet. Right now it's Sims, but uh, come back That's... to me in maybe like a couple days and it'll be something completely different. All right. Nice. And off for something completely different. Anthony! I'm super excited because I'm, I just finished reading Melissa by Alex Gino. Um, it is not currently published as Melissa, but it will be republished as Melissa in April so of 2022. Like Springtime um, for sure. Yes, um, it was originally published as George, but given that that is the dead name of the character of this trans character, it is being republished. It is a perfect, 
perfect, perfect (laughs) book. 240 pages aimed at literally first and second grade readers. You know, the central character is a trans girl named Melissa secretly in her own mind. And she goes through the process of coming out because she wants to be Charlotte in the school's production of Charlotte's Web. And that's all I can say because there are just moments you have to go through on your own in that book. It's gorgeous. I loved it. Um, And Nicole, because I know you're listening, you are so Kelly. So when you read it, you will know. Now she has to read. Well, exactly. Because you are so Kelly. And I have never loved a character more. So take that as you will. I am playing the new Guardians of the Galaxy game. Mm-hmm. Um, I highly recommend that for all gamers, period. Because the dialogue is just the Guardians of the Galaxy talking crap the entire game. Like, as you are going through each mission, they're just talking crap the whole time. So there's time. banter at each other? The whole time. That's all I love it's in games. It's amazing. Would I have to listen to Chris Pratt insult me the whole game? Yeah, no, the voice is not Chris Pratt. No, they don't they do don't the voice actor. The, the, okay. yeah. the, I'm, I'm really looking forward to Groot. I mean, I bet they're the most biting, you know. <laughs> I'm sure. Okay, first of all, I hate you. Second of all, I don't know. I think his bark is worse than his bite. Oh, I yeah. loathe you. <laughs> oh my god! But the, I don't know who they chose as the model for Peter Quill, but... Blessings. That's all I have to admit. It's John McLaren as anyway, Star Lord. So, yes. so I'm down for that. And if this is correct, Nolan North is somewhere in And I just finished Gotham, which is the perfect pandemic show because literally that's what it feels like in the world right now. It feels like five seasons of Gotham. So do yourself a favor. Groot watch is played it. by it's Robert Montgomery. Unless you're Andy. <laughs> I was going to say, wow, that sounds really interesting. Not watching it. <laughs> Because it is Christmas. I, I wish y'all could see her really quick. She, what? How do you describe yourself? I look like a punk rock Christmas elf today. It's, it's funny that he points this out wearing that sweater, which <laughs> I absolutely love, by the way. But carry on. Uh, so, in the spirit of what I'm wearing and it being Christmas, I am rereading Dash and Lily's Book of Dares because of who I am as a person. I can't not do that at Christmas time because <laughs> I feel a deep connection to Lily, the character. Yeah, you're, you're, you're about as lily as it gets. Many pe- multiple people have said this to me in my life. Yeah, yeah. And no <laughs> I am also... Why? I just literally yesterday saw the West Side Story remake, and I'm oh. still crying about it. Mm-hmm. Oh. It is, it, is it good? so good. And I say this as a person whose social media handle has been a West Side Story lyric since, like, age 15. Bright as a rose. Yeah. So are you saying Thanks, that Tony. Ansel is very good? Ansel is incredible. Rachel okay. Zegler is insane. Rita Moreno is in it, so it's perfect. Is there anyone that did a mediocre job, do you think? No. Okay, I just want to make sure. Literally, no. Steven Spielberg. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Two of us, like, jump across the page. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I haven't seen it yet. There are so many ex-newsies in it, so the choreography is great. <gasps> ah! There are, like, six ex-newsies yes! in it. I am reading, as par for the course, um, my Charles Dickens Christmas Carol. Okay. Also appropriate for the season. Um, But it's an annual thing. And it 
it's a few hours really, so I'm like already two thirds of the way through it. Yeah, um, yeah, it's not a long story. Yeah, no, it's no. it's quick. So, and I'll be done probably tonight. Nice. But it's my annual thing. Other than that, I'm not really reading anything. Um, it's Christmas. I'm, well, I'm, I'm listening to stuff, but I'm listening it from more of a technical perspective because I have to listen to a number of things before, you know. Mm-hmm. I've got, like, January 15th as de- deadline to finish listening to all these audiobooks. That's... But, but I'm just hitting a stride where I'm, like, like I'm giving it, like, two and a half hours if, if I don't feel it. And like, the last few books I've gone through, tried to listen to, I'm, like, I'm just not in the mood. Mm. Um so, like, really, my listening has kind of, like, dropped off a little bit. Or my reading for, you know, actual enjoyment has dropped off a bit. Mm-hmm. I have been watching a lot of movies lately, um, yeah. which is kind of fine. And playing, um, on my Nintendo Switch, I'm playing Final Fantasy XII. <laughs> I'm, I'm going through, Aaron's I'm going to reliving yes. my, yes. my love of JRPGs right now. So I'm going oh, through some God. of my favorite ones in the in uh, JRPG-dom. I like and the new port a lot better than the original because of the fact that they have the job system yeah, now. Yeah. I think it really changes the whole entirety of that game and makes it a lot better than the PS2 version. I, I will agree. Like, I, I'm really resistant to jobs within JRPGs, but at the same time, this one kind of... It, it needed it. It doesn't... But the, I, I think what I like about it is you can't have someone learn every job. Right. You're limited to, like, two jobs within the game. And, and you can't yeah. you can overlap, but it really sucks if you really do and you really shouldn't. I just you like can have somebody people. you can have somebody be a mage and then have somebody wield a sword, but you really shouldn't have them do both. Together. Oh yeah. okay. So like I, I can have a white mage and then they at the same time they can wield like a, a pole spear or yeah. Or something and be a monk. Um. But like at the same time I can have another character wield a bow and then do black magic. But what I really shouldn't have is two people who can do white magic in the same in the same group. No, that's fair. Oh, no, mm-hmm. yeah, okay. No, it's it, it it's fun. And, and I am looking at yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, it's so fun. Even though it looks a little technologically inferior, there is a cloud version of it you can play on the Switch. Oh, cool. Which I'm considering. I don't know, but yeah, it is very. It is a very pretty game. Like it is the Dennis Villeneuve of. This action adventure. Does it look game. better than the other Avengers it's one? Gore. It's gorgeous. Let's not talk about that one. Um, <laughs> I still want to. I still want to play it because I am a sucker for action adventure games because they don't have to be great. They just have to let me shoot things. She's um, like, I played video Grant, I love the smile. I, I refer to. <laughs> she it played as Overcooked a couple Grant's days ago. Like, <laughs> I played Ultimate Chicken Horse the other week. I love it. <laughs> Okay, so okay. what is the topic? Wait, so, great. Oh, really? Did you have something, Grant? Oh, just really quick before we get into Looks everything like, else. Yes. Should say, I follow order? A certain movie came out today on my HBO, oh, HBO Max and theaters. I was wondering. <laughs> um, I'm going to watch it tonight. What movie? Same. 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 What movie is this? Matrix Resurrection. Okay, never mind. So, Andy. I was like, if we're talking about Spider Man, I'm covering my ears and I don't want to talk about it. So, Andy's going to go home, and when he gets home, he's going to message Meepsorp, and we're all going to watch it at the same time. I haven't so, seen the two well, I mean, middle of Neither ha- I haven't okay. seen any. Matrix at all. The two I watched, of you are not going to watch. I watched the first Matrix in college for a class once, but I didn't see the final two. Your girl is going to buy Wasteland 3 and play that. That's okay. I want to try and finish Hawkeye tonight. But speaking of movies, we're all over the place today, uh, dear listeners, and are love we though? Us. It's fine. <laughs> As opposed to any other game. <laughs> the first uh, uh, bulk of this podcast is going to be for our. Hallmark holiday movie devotees. 
Okay. So me. Yeah, right. Yeah, pretty much. This is for Jen. This is, this is Jen's wheelhouse. Um, who wants to go first? The idea is that we're going to, each person's going to kind of pick the theme of their Hallmark movie, maybe even like fan cast it. Oh, God. They only have like the same six actors. You can figure something out. You're right. Right. Yeah, this is true. Wasn't Aaron in the Hallmark? He was. So we can, we will, you and I are just going to pick him. Yeah. He's going to play every single part. I. It's the princess switch, but with Aaron today. Do, do we want Anthony to go first? <laughs> or, sorry. Should we name? Go ahead. <laughs> we'll have Tony go first. <gasps> oh, it's on the airwaves now. I'm so excited. Yeah, it's official. Like, you can never change it again. Um, it's, hey. Well, I mean. Okay. Yeah, after I change it in Michigan, I'm not changing it again because that is a lot of money. We're not going there. <laughs> anyway, um, so I did have this idea on September 27th of 2021. It was not for a holiday romance, but it was definitely a ro for a romance. Okay. I don't see why it couldn't happen at the holidays because, you know, all you have to do is add snow. <laughs> and Christmas trees. So AM anchor Joy Morrison lost her job the week her trust in the wrong blanking person meant her burgeoning trans identity got leaked live on the air. Ooh. Back home, living with her hyper-Adventist parents. Oh. I can say this because, you know, own voices. <laughs> Joy meets a flashy, toothy, mouthy trans male composer in church of all places. Together they forge an epic romance never to be forgotten. Unfortunately, some romances don't last. Doesn't mean your life is over. On the contrary, this is often where your life transforms. Can you tell that Tony likes to write things? Yeah. <laughs> also, it can't be a Hallmark movie because they definitely have to end up together at the end of the Hallmark movie. I can change that. Yeah. Revision I, is a thing. But I literally am obsessed with the rest of this concept. Really? Yes. Good. Yay. That's all I have to offer. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> It was supposed to be part one of a trilogy, and it, you know, part three actually they reconvene and get married. But that's Perfect. not the point. <laughs> See, that, I'll take it. Okay. It, it reminds you. me of a very like IRL version of that like space opera thing you were like telling me about the other yeah. Wait, which one? <laughs> I don't remember. You tell me all of them, and I sit in the office and I just one of your sixteen space opera stories. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know. There's like a whole bunch. When you have a universe Love their running space around in your head. True. Aaron or Chen? Aaron, you, I, had, you had a good one the other day. Um, so here's the thing about my plots is I make them up on the spot. Um, we love. So I didn't exactly write anything, but if I, I didn't can, want people to prepare. If I can this remember to be the plot, I mean, I so, technically didn't prepare. But no, anyway. You didn't specifically prepare for this. to get exactly. into holiday season. I'm stealing your your yes, uh, thing. Please so, do. Um, Let's see. All right, so we're going to start this whole entire holiday thing off with the main female character who is a strong female lead because, you know, Hallmark movies do As she that. has to be. Um, it's true. She runs a flower shop with her grandmother, and um, there's this next door to her is a lawyer's office who is going through a very nasty divorce with his wife right now. Oh. And he's trying to go in and he's uh, sending uh, flowers to all of his different clients or whatever. And so the, she, the main female character, is the one who's like getting all of these together. And then one day, when after, you know, the divorce is going very nastily, he uh, comes in. He's like, I need like this type of special flower arrangement. Like one of those like 
angry flower arrangements because yeah, that's what we do. Uh-huh. And uh, turns out that there's a family uh, <clears throat> holiday that they all normally go on, and he's obligated to go because they've been planning this since. Uh, uh, last like May or something, and so he decides that he's gonna bring the flower shop girl as a uh, as his fake date as his fake date to the uh, holiday ski lodge family get together with like his other side his side of the family, and they finally get to the ski lodge and turns out that the ex-wife is also at the ski lodge with her family, and they all get snowed in together, and that's. Uh, this has, like, in its own way, but only because I've seen just the beginning of Crazy Rich Asians, this has a Crazy Rich yeah. Asians vibe, and I love it. I made this up on the it. spot, and it works. Literally, like, two seconds ago. I love that. That is... I want that movie. Yeah, they're stuck in the ski lodge together, and uh, throughout the whole entire thing, they realize, oh, maybe we really do like each other, and we work next door to each other. Fantastic. <laughs> You're pulling all the classic tropes. Yeah. Yes, what to use and what to go with. So here, good. Here, here's the kicker. I've never seen a Hallmark movie in my entire life. That's okay. You've clearly one? seen all yeah. of them. Really? No. Oh! This is just me knowing from romance novels what to do. Oh, well, there's that. Yeah. That's, That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Because Thank you, fan fiction. Movie other than and romance novels. Yeah. It's just other a romance, than a romance novel, novel on screen. screen. Yes. Yeah. Okay. We, I'm, I'm going to go off and I've seen a lot. Okay. I've seen quite a few over the years. I can't remember a darn one. I mean, they're all so... They all kind of blend together. I could see that, yeah. I mean, I always feel like this is... I feel like I watch... It's always a sense of deja vu. So it's, it's, well, it's, it's not, not a glitch in the Matrix. It's That's the point. Once they have the storyline <laughs> that gets the money, oh. why change it? Yeah. So it's I went to... a few slightly identifying, you know... Different male right. lead, different yeah. female lead. You're never going to yeah. know that. Sometimes difference. she's a barista. Sometimes she's a wedding planner. Sometimes she's, you know, a lawyer, but back from the big city to her small town where her dad's a Christmas tree farmer. But she's always Laura Osnes. Yeah. <laughs> I have well, a Hallmark yes. Christmas movie plot generator sitting in front of me. Okay. Wait, what? They, they what? actually exist? Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm adapting a little bit of it. Uh, big city librarian. This is kind of like, bar, you know... Adapted Into it. from personal life. Big city librarian returns to her small town at Christmas time. Um, <laughs> I wasn't sure this one I was going to to save the family business. Okay. Uh-huh. And magically falls in love with a sensitive guy in plaid and who, like, I love wearing my plaid in this, bit, you know, this, this business. <laughs> and also the only man in town that might actually be the real Santa Claus. I figured the beard... Wow, actually, I did not love see it. that twist coming, but I... It's like the Santa Claus, but with, you know, a good, like, <laughs> librarian. And instead of, instead of a reindeer, I have a little tiny white dog. Oh Magical, God. but but Bernie. but but I want a sequel series where they go to the North Pole and she starts the first ever North Pole Library and I want elves. And... Okay, okay. Make I know exactly. Be the, I know exactly. I love which generator you gun, just used. But we're all ignoring my favorite Hallmark movie trope, which is secret royalty. Go. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, it's oh, like oh. you know, high-powered businesswoman runs into some dude she assumes is just some kind of slouch. Like messing about outside the building. They run into the coffee shop. She spills coffee all over him, yeah, but, but she thinks he's no, just he you know spills it, he spills it all over her. And she, and thinks, she thinks he's just some like rando who walked in off the street yeah, to grab the thinks, coffee cart. Yeah. She doesn't know that he's secretly the prince of like Maldavia. <laughs> <laughs> and he's Macedonia. 
Yes, he's in town to visit because, like, his country's casinos are failing and he needs high-powered businesswoman's help to revitalize his country's economy before he gets coronated on Christmas Day. They end up flying to Maldavia together and falling in love. Well, yeah, that's a long flight. Yeah. (laughs) Or he needs, like, towns like Magic Hot Apple Cider Christmas Festival that they host annually because Maldavia is known for its apple trees. I love it. Yes, Aaron. And you forgot the extra plot line of his mom wants him to marry this one specific yes. lady, and he really doesn't want to, so he brings a high-powered businesswoman to a lot of their special functions to act as a fake date, yeah. so that way... She's uh, standing in, because he likes her for her personality. Fancy yeah. rich lady is maybe nice enough, but they're just not in love. He wants to marry for love like his mom and dad had before his dad died tragically of brain cancer last <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> I gave you my life. No, yes, King. But that's okay because he has a hot Duke cousin that nice rich lady falls in love with. Can, exactly. Yeah. Yes. See, I like that. Hot. Yeah. I want to yeah. do one out of this generator because I found the generator, you guys. Okay, let's have let's let Gray yeah, do his yeah. first, and then I feel like the Undertaker's gong needs to go off. Right. I don't know um, what I got. All right, let's say Jennifer Garner. She's a successful businesswoman who comes back to her town. And uh, she she goes home to her parents, and she's like, Hey, 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 my parents haven't seen you so long. I'm such a successful businesswoman. (laughs) And then, hey, meet your new brother, Mario Lopez. Because what else has he got to do? And then... He's not, he's not actually Mario Lopez. He's, he's you know, just played by Mario. A lot Lopez. like Mario Lopez. No, he's played, oh, by, Mario played by Mario Lopez. Played by Mario. Okay. Yeah. Colonel yes. Sanders playing Mario Lopez. Colonel Sanders playing Mario Lopez. Um, um, and then then uh, 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 well, I don't know how it happens. They, 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 a spark rises. They, they they start talking to each other. You know. You know. Te- technically, you know, I'm not getting into the creepiness factor. Is this it, the but... Folgers coffee commercial of Hallmark movies? I also feel like that should be the title. <laughs> a spark rises at Christmas. <laughs> a spark rises. Um, and then they go on a date somewhere at, like, a, let's say, an Applebee's. Yeah. As one does. As one does. Sure. It's a small town. You have an Applebee's or a TGI Fridays. Yeah, and then you, you know Neither they, both. they have Neither a nice both. conversation. Um, Jennifer Garner, she you know she ignores the the weirder aspects of Mario Lopez, like how he keeps talking about the gold standard and the Clintons. And then um, so he. Uh, I admit that I don't know where this is going, but I'm intrigued. Then so he asks the question that we've all been thinking. Why are you deathly afraid of Christmas, Jennifer Garner? <laughs> she said, "Well, I thought my parents would have told you, but." Three years ago, we set out the cookies. We set out the presents. Uh-oh. We stopped believing in Santa years and years and years ago. Yes. Did my parents mention my twin sister? No. No? Well, I'm, obviously I didn't just come up with this on, on the way here. Of course not. Her twin sister was abducted by Santa Claus and a coterie of elves. Two Christmases ago. Oh my god! A coterie of elves. A coterie of elves. Yeah. And I, so hit her, Jennifer Garner, and her new flame, Mario Lopez, are going to have to track. They're going to have to enter the Kringleverse, track down Santa, and his demonic elf. Uh, sidekicks. Sorry. Are they helped along by Krampus? Like, is this like? No, Krampus is a myth to cover the true Santa. Obviously. I have a question. So, yeah. What's a coterie? A is group. it just, uh, many? Because yes. my brain immediately went to like three elves. <laughs> That's how they got into the restaurant. Yes. <laughs> the the cow over top. It'll, 
it'll have a generic uh, Hallmark Christmas movie title yeah. at the beginning, and then like 30 minutes in, after the revelation comes out, it's going to be like, Enter the Kringleverse or something, I don't know. Enter the Kringleverse? <laughs> I've never wanted a movie more. And I wanted like four other movies today. I, I, that's, yes. that's glorious. But yeah, I think Grant's wins best Hallmark Christmas movie. I'd say Jen's wins most authentic. Thank like, you. Well, yes, obviously. <laughs> right, right, right. I've seen sure. a few of them. <laughs> Andy's wins most cookie cutter because, you know, it was out straight out of the generator. Yeah, but right, Andy's right. would be like the cutest, but it was probably. adorable. I liked it. And Anthony's <laughs> gets points for not being too white people. <laughs> True. Well, Mario you know. Lopez. True. That's true! Played by Colonel Sanders. Oh, I forgot. I forgot about that little addition. Is that whitewashing? That's Colonel Sanders playing Mario Lopez playing the character in the movie. That might be brownface, actually. Yeah, I don't don't know what that is. I mean, Um, on top of the brother-sister relationship, that's just a whole whole lot to unpack in that. For context of the the Colonel Sanders joke, there was that movie that came out within the past year and a half. They featured like I don't know if it actually was a movie, but it was a joke movie. I feel like movie. it was like some kind of like fifteen minute. It like, was a fifteen minute. Where Mario Lopez played Colonel Sanders. Oh yeah, I remember the hoopla about that. Because yeah. they went through uh, Norm Macdonald and they went through him, right? In the commercials, I think so. Okay. Which reminds me of the time that WWE did a whole entire KFC like commercial thing. And for a good, the whole entire year, they had like multiple people dressed up as Colonel Sanders and chickens. And, you know, it got to the point where they were going, no, I'm the best Colonel Sanders, no, I'm the best Colonel Sanders. And they all got into a fight inside the ring, a mixed gender match to determine who was the best Colonel Sanders. I... Did Vince McMahon emerge at the end and he's like, life sucks. With a steel chair! (laughs) (laughs) No, yes, but no. What did your generator come up with? Oh, so it's actually a picture. Okay. And it's with multiple like columns and you pick and choose which one okay. from each column. Okay, well, what, what are you generating? So, uh, world weary, t- early 2000s actor that you forgot about. Jennifer Garner? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh! oh Lacey Chabert? <laughs> sure, I've never heard of her either. She was great uh, demeanors in Mean Girls. Oh! oh. Wow. <laughs> Returns to her small town at Christmas time. Um, to save the family business and to appease their sassy friend or widowed parent, whichever one you want. Fair. And magically falls in love with Christmas, the town, and some guy, and also the only old man in this town might actually be the real Santa Claus. And okay. some guy. And some guy. <laughs> who's probably in There's like man. a doll, like, I kid, I kid you not, there's like a doll, like, you know, those like girl games where you dress up people? Yep. There's a doll version of that. And Good. I don't want to know what this is, but, you know, I'm trying to figure it out. Okay. Well, I have That's... a side question while Aaron's figuring all yeah. of that. Actually, also, too, I want to add in to uh, flesh out my story. The two meet at the dog park. Of course. Like, you know. Well, because and then you get little... Yes, exactly. Right, 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 right. Yes. She's like, oh, big burly flannel guy wearing, you know, or carrying around a little tiny white dog. What? She's beautiful. She turned 14. Days ago, by the way. Aww. Officially 14 years old now. Uh, a teenager. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's an old bitty of a dog. She's, I love her. She, she runs that place. Of course she does. She doesn't. She is so proud that she just doesn't even walk downstairs. She waits at the top. One of us gets her. That's funny. I actually love that. Um, the Betty White of dogs. 
That's mm-hmm. that's glorious. Yeah. Ooh, I, I know. Yeah, we're going to that. I've had so many good ideas today. What were you going to yeah. ask us? I, I have a question. <laughs> you know, we have all created our Christmas stories, but what is your favorite Christmas book, Christmas movie, mm-hmm. piece of Christmas media? Oh, gosh. Polar Express. A classic. You know, ugh, I hate this question because it's almost like it's ever-evolving or I don't know. Anyway, Charlie Brown Christmas is probably at the very, very top of that list just because it never gets old. It's always brilliant and insightful. It's short, which is perfect. Um, and it's not weird. That's one of those things that you don't realize when you're a kid watching kids' Christmas stuff, especially, that I was talking about with a patron the other day. Because um, she was like, yeah, we're watching this, and I quickly had to change the DVD because all the characters in this animated child's film walked into a bar. And I was like, why? Like, what reason is there to be like, hey, kids, here's Christmas and bar? Like... You mean you don't like the elf who doesn't want to be a dentist? I love the elf who doesn't want to be a dentist, but like, okay, so like, that's a great example, right? That movie is fantastic. It has all of the things, right? But there are scenes in Rudolph Rachel's Reindeer where you're like, okay, Island of Misfit Toys. The concept is great. We all feel seen, you know, wonderful, but we just got past Yukon. Like, Yukon was a lot. Like, if Extra was a whole person, it would be Yukon Cornelius. Then you shove us not just on the Island of Misfit Toys, but you do it with this morbid song that makes the scene in Toy Story where Andy's toys attack um, Woody and Buzz seem like child's, but it's so haunting and scary that I'm like, who? I love them. They are everything. Um, I still don't think they're Christmas characters, even though people say that they are Christmas characters. But, but anyway, that, yeah. what do what do snowmen, women, and children like to eat for breakfast? I'm sure you're gonna tell us. Frosted flakes. Yes. <laughs> Which actually, funnily enough, I can't tell you that because then all the people who are parents of youth services kids will know the scavenger hunt before I just had anyway. <laughs> Actually, wow. do you want a, little bit of a, a bit of a downer one, too? I told this to someone the other day. Um, why can't a Tyrannosaurus Rex clap its hands? Because <laughs> they're extinct. It's extinct? Because yeah. you think it's going to be the tiny arms. Yes. Grant, but what are your day. favorite Christmas? <laughs> do you have a favorite Christmas like piece um, of media? I mean, I'm... Terminator, 1984. What? I mean, there is that Krampus horror movie. Like, have you seen that? that? Yeah, that is pretty fun. Is it? Is it good? Uh, yeah. Um, there's some cool stop motion sequences. Oh, ooh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, but like, I'm, I've never been a huge Christmas movie or especially Christmas music fan. No, no shade against anybody who. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I like it enough. For None of us are insulted. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yes. Although, like, like I mentioned, I do really like. Um, Robert Zemeckis's uh, Polar Express. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a lot of people are put off by the creepy motion capture CGI. It is like it's a little bit uncanny. It's not enough to stop me, but it's definitely a little bit uncanny. It doesn't really bother me that much. Mm-hmm. Um, I also really like Elf. Uh, that's I always love Elf. Elf. Is great. Yeah. I've, I've never seen the. Uh, I think they did like an animated spinoff. 
Yeah, I refuse to watch that. I've never watched it. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, Die Hard is some people claim is a yes. Christmas movie. Die so, Hard is a Christmas movie. So, sorry, I just it, went there and did the whole entire dress up thing. <laughs> if you consider Die Hard a Christmas movie, by default, it's probably my favorite Christmas movie. But yeah. if not, I'll say Polar Express or Elf. Oh, yeah, no, no. Die Hard is a Christmas movie, period. Okay. Just like Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone is a Christmas movie. Because a good part of the actual action is it happens at Christmas. That is fair. Yeah. Fair. The Sound of Music is not a Christmas movie. It's a fantastic movie, but it is not a Christmas movie. I actually would agree with you there. Um, You're not wrong. Wait, when, when was it? the film ever considered a Christmas movie? I mean, they air it, like, every, like I just watched it on TV the other yeah, night. Yeah, it is, is aired every year around Christmas time. It's probably the song that they tracked her it on. Which is also not a Christmas I actually song. think the song became a Christmas song because of the movie being aired at Christmas every year in the same way that, like, you'll hear... Which song? Um, My favorite things. Somewhere Over the Rainbow a lot during Easter because they used to song. air Wizard yeah. of Oz it's every year. It's just a song. It's I a know. good song, yeah. but it is not a Christmas song. It's true. Well, I mean, it's not. Brown paper packages tied up with strings, which is exactly how they used to do Christmas presents before. You could also get a birthday present? You don't wrap That's your that... birthday presents in Christmas wrap? If it's brown paper, paper, it is annual. No, but I'm saying that, like, it used to be that Christmas, like, Christmas they used to package used to be them wrapped in no, brown I know, paper. Yes, I know that all presents used to be wrapped until they ran out, and, and then Jason Penney's went and was like, paper. "Oh, look!" But what I'm paper. saying is, they could wrap any presents in brown paper. I mean, that's true, yeah. but it does. It's it, probably the same paper the butcher used to wrap up a hunk of beef. It doesn't have sleigh bells. I mean, birthday presents and birthday songs don't. Whereas the song has sleigh. Well, I, they add sleigh bells. That's not you the point. You can ride in a sleigh all winter. <laughs> Listen. Also, you know what actually is a Christmas movie or a Christmas story that I keep forgetting that I love, obviously? Lion, the Wish, and the Wardrobe. That's fair. I love the Lion, the Literally, they, they bring have Father they Christmas, bring Christmas every back, single so. one. Yeah. We have not mentioned my favorite, which is yeah, White I Christmas. I want to hear your favorite. favorite. White Christmas. Yeah. That is a good yes. movie? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. It is a, it is a really wonderful I've never movie. seen that movie, but I did really? the show. I love so watching it. I don't know if I could watch the movie. I have never actually seen. I know I have. I've seen it live. A high school production of it. It was fine. It was a I good production. I saw a crossbow production of it. Which one? The first or the second? Both. Did you? I was in that. Yeah. The second one. I saw all of them. I love the movie. It is my dream one day that my cousin and I can play Betty and Judy because people always mistook us for twins when we were little. We did a show choir version of that. A whole medley of it one year. I also. That was also the year I was in the. I have seen the pro shot of Holiday in the pre the precursor to White Christmas. Yeah, how is that? Uh, I have not watched the original movie because I know there was blackface in it, and so Ooh, I'm oh, sure. not gonna do that. Yeah. Oh, which yeah. one? Holiday in? Yeah, the 2017 like Broadway version of it is oh. fun. Is it? Yeah. Nice, nice. If we're gonna go with me, I think I'm. All right, Aaron, so what's your favorite? No. Chris, oh, Christmas I mean, Carol, Charles want. Dickens. Um, and I love all the versions of it, even from anything like the silly Thomas the Engine, which is kind of actually a creepy version. That sounds terrifying. I love the Christmas Carol story. Okay. But I have my favorites amongst those. One is um, the 99 Patrick Stewart, Joel Grey, Barrett. I can't remember who plays present. Uh, Christmas present in there. And I did just notice the guy who plays Bob Cratchit was the villainous Imperial officer who sided with... Palpatine in Rise of Skywalker. I was watching it the other day, and I'm like, why does he look familiar? 
and he was in Rise of Skywalker. That would require me to actually know Rise of Skywalker that well. The eyes and the face were just hitting. I'm like, where is this guy from? So I looked up Mm. what else he's been in. I'm like, oh, I know. But I Mm. also really, really like Christmas Story. I know that's like so cliche. Like, oh, no, it's a good movie. Yeah, it's it's fun. It just and there's a certain even though I'm so far removed from that generation. I have some weird, like, mental, like, genetic memory of, like, from, like, stories my parents used to tell me or mm. family members used to tell me. And photo albums, I, we still have, like, collections of photo albums at, at our homes. And so many of them are, like, really kind of cool, just little walks down, you know, memory lane. Uh. So, like, when I'm seeing, like, the stuff that they're going through in that film, I'm like, yeah, I feel like... I went through this without actually going through it. I also think that Christmas Story has your particular brand, like, sense of humor. It does. Um, it, so it makes sense to me that you mm-hmm. would like a Christmas Story that much. Um, there was something I was actually going to say about Christmas Honorable mention for Gremlins. Mm. <laughs> Gremlins. I hate that movie. Aaron, what about you? Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Four. There's four. Okay. Uh, because... Um, I grew up in a household of older parents, uh, Jack Frost, and... Yes! Wait, which Jack Frost? The one where it has Heat Miser and Freeze Meister. That one, the... the, the it, yes, the animated one? Yes. Yes, the animated one. I do one. like the claymation. Yes. Because, because yes. the claymation one, because I love that song. Like, yes. literally, it just sells the whole thing but for me. But also, I wanted to be Jack. Uh, second, uh, Rudolph, also the claymation mm. version, mm-hmm. because literally, I spiritually identify as Hermie, and no one can tell me otherwise. You are Hermie. (laughs) Um, It's so true. (laughs) Third, uh, odd enough, it's not an actual, like, movie. Well, it is a movie, but it's not really a movie. Uh, The Ghosts of Christmas Eve, which is uh, the Trans-Siberian Orchestra performance. Mm -hmm. Like, they did an actual, like, recording to video version of it, and you can watch it. It's Mm -hmm. really cool. I liked that one. And then, finally, Nutcracker. Oh, yes, um, of Particularly the ballet version of Nutcracker, well, yes. mm-hmm. but also the Barbie Nutcracker comes in second place. I love that. Yes. That version slept. So I could probably good. hum or whistle the entire Nutcracker suite still at oh, like 10 years of my life. You know, so uh, we did the a- one thing that I can't do at Christmas time, which everyone here is going to be like, what? Or maybe you won't because I'm dramatic, but hate sitcom Christmas episodes almost I can't watch any. all of the time because so what are they're like duh like like I love I, I love sitcoms like yes I know this about you and like we still have to have oh, that but, sitcom episode but by contrast there's your birthday episode right sitcom there. Halloween episodes are hysterical um, and I don't know why. I wonder if it's because that... Christmas episodes really just like have this overarching thing where they have like seem to have to be wholesome in some way, shape, or form. But Halloween episodes don't have that expectation. Although there's one. Okay, so there's one exception, and someone just reminded me of this on Twitter the other day because they were having a really bad day, and they were like, "But this episode of Frasier is really giving me life," and I was like, "I see you. You're absolutely right." So in season eleven, the final season, the best episode of the season is the Christmas episode, but it's also the Freddy Comes Home episode. <laughs> Freddy is Frasier's son. Right. Freddy is 16, and Frasier's really excited. He's like, my boy's coming home, it's Christmas, and I'm so excited, it's gonna be wonderful, because he does that every year, because he's Frasier, he's a ridiculous optimist. 
Um, his brother and pregnant uh, sister-in-law, Daphne, who we all love and cherish and adore, arrive first because they were picking Freddie up from the airport. They walk in the door. Where's Freddie? And Frazier goes, oh my God, where's where's Freddie? And they're like, ah, uh, he wanted to ride up the elevator by himself. And Frazier's not clocking the very, like, classic, we are shocked grown-ups who had to ride in a car with this person from the airport. Oh my God, looks on their faces. <laughs> and he's like, oh, that's so nice. Just when you think that he's grown up, he's still a little boy who wants to play in the L. And he's just about to say elevator when he turns around because his son has, says, hi, dad. And his son is dressed head to toe in goth black. Good. With the makeup and this like mop of hair, like the whole nine. <laughs> <laughs> and Frazier's just like, what? And spends the entire episode like, who is this demented creature that has landed? in the form of what I thought was my son. <laughs> it's so funny. and But also, the B-plot, because, you know, it comes through this. Yes. The B-plot is Niles is feeling rather childish for not having a rebellious phase. And he accidentally, because this is Frazier, he accidentally gets his former cop father, so retired police officer father, stoned off of a pot brownie. Good. But he, because his dad replaces the brownie, he thinks he's high. Because <laughs> he's never been high before. So there's this incredible scene where him and his dad are like doing things that high people do. And one of them is very much high and one of them is very much not. <laughs> Best Christmas sitcom episode in the world. So yeah, I had a side question though. Is Glee a sitcom? Definitely. Okay, it's a musical of, sitcom. All of the Glee Christmas episodes slept. I don't remember any of them. Ooh, Kurt and Blaine? Do a baby at That's all right. That okay, yeah, that Hello? one. Okay, that's fair. The I, Christmas special yes. that they did? The black and white Christmas special? I love that episode. I love that episode. Really? It's a good episode. You don't like Finn and Puck's not Star Wars copyright infringement moment? <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Um, I do love Finn and Puck everything, so I probably do love that moment, but that episode for me was just like, I'm tired and my head hurts. What is happening on this episode? <laughs> okay, that's every episode of Glee. You gotta push through that. Okay. And you know how I do that? Sue Sylvester. <laughs> I just wait for her to start talking and I'm like, you, you are my queen. I'm here for you all, all the time. Speaking of Glee, my favorite Glee moment is uh, the uh, I Still Believe Super Basic <laughs> crossover. Good. Mm -hmm. Only mashup. I just want to throw it out yeah. there for anyone who hasn't watched it yet, but don't get too invested because it was canceled. But uh, Zoe's extraordinary playlist. I've heard that's really good. Um, it got canned. I mean, I know. Which it's in the vein of Glee, and so it's a very strong really musical awesome. element to yes. it. Um, it. It is emotional because I can remember showing a clip of the, there was a sister act song being featured. Oh, cool! Or a kind of routine um, being featured in the in the show, and I'm like, oh, this is cool, my sister and I love it, I'm gonna send a clip to her. Immediately, my, my phone is getting blown up, Andy, don't watch the episode. I'm like, what? Someone dies, I'm like, oh god. Oh no. Needless to say, at the end of that episode, I was sobbing. Like, oh. in, like, like I'm, I'm not even kidding, when I was like, literally, just in tears, because I, I wasn't ready for it. I'm like, oh, it's it's kind of sad already, I'll be, all I'll be fine, Holly, and then I'm like, 
Aaron, God bless her, is like like they're just rubbing my shoulder and like <laughs> just oh, hugging. That's so sweet. Because like I'm getting, I'm kind of can feel. <laughs> oh. Okay. But yeah, it was. It's always extraordinary playlist. Watch it. Don't no Christmas idea. specials. Ooh. This is like an unfair. You can see it's hitting. And also, I will say, none of you will be surprised to hear. I'm not going to meet this like somewhat personal challenge I was setting for myself randomly. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I was going to try and rewatch all of the Colin McWife Christmas specials before. Wait, Christmas. you're not going to? I'm gonna not. I'm not gonna make like two of them in there. I just don't have the time between now and Christmas to get it done. But Aww. but they have a new one on Christmas Day, and I'm very excited. But any and again, this is a sentence none of you were surprised to hear me personally say. Speaking so, of your love for White Christmas, did yes. I ever tell you the story? So. Yes, I we so in show choir we did like a white Christmas medley. Good. Um, also in that same exact year we did um, our opening number was the Nutcracker. Good. Did I tell you the story about how I was stuck in a trunk yes, in front you of did elementary tell school me the kids story, for twenty minutes to every single epi- every single performance? <laughs> um, copyright. Um, <laughs> anyway, bleep that out. So <laughs> put my scream over top of that. <laughs> so for those who don't know at home, there was a time. So I am a. Riveting. Uh, four foot nine. So um, <laughs> riveting. <laughs> Carry on. There was a uh, performance that we had to do for the show choir. It's like Christmas things for mm-hmm. the elementary school kids yeah. every single year, and it doesn't matter what's going on. We have Christmas shows, and we did the Nutcracker for our opening number, and we had this idea to put out Christmas presents that spelled out like the show choir name, mm-hmm. like on the stage or the set or wherever we were because every single elementary school is different yeah and so i would so we had to transport them and we had this like green trunk that was just hiding in the choir room at some point and so we were just like let's just pack them in here and put them in the van and and go but we were sitting there just going well what if we did something with the trunk and because we had to like open up like bring out like all the presents if we just lug this trunk around, like, is there really a re- like we could just carry around the boxes everywhere? Mm-hmm. So we decided that at the beginning of the whole entire show, somebody has to pop out of the trunk with one of the presents. Oh. And I was the only one t- small enough to fit inside the trunk, and so 20 minutes before every single performance, they had to put me in. They had to stand around me in like this virtual circle. Like, having their meeting, and I had to, like, get inside the trunk and, like, pull the door down <laughs> as they're having the meeting. And the kids are all coming in, and they're just like, why are they standing around the trunk? And they would have to, like, then go off to the side, and I'd have to sit there, and I'd have to wait. And I almost fell asleep, I think, in there, like, five times. That's hilarious. We've all done dumb things for elementary school Christmas specials as high schoolers. I say as a person, yes. we did, like, an elementary school choir tour doing Christmas songs for all the kiddos. And uh, a few of us who were in the upper choirs got to do some solos in between numbers, too, just to jazz things up a little bit. So my friend wanted me to do I Want a Hippopotamus for Christmas because I was 15 and looked a hot 11 at the time. My but mom also, adores that, that song, by so the way. But I did you. not. I was yeah. considering it. I did not do this. I instead pulled out my Santa hat with reindeer antlers and my hula skirt and did Meli Kaliki Maka. Oh, that's right. Yes. 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 <laughs> Is that a Christmas song? I mean, it, yes. It's, it's so. It sounds so weird, though. It's like alien. I mean, I do like it, though. It's I mean, literally Hawaiian. Christmas I feel song. like. Do you want to build a snowman as a Christmas song? But there is apparently people here who are like winter continues after Christmas. And as a South Carolinian, I'm like, 
it doesn't. We, we haven't had snow But I know, yeah, I know. Winter. You're all in Michigan, and I'm like, oh. We had one okay. snow burst. Okay. I do have Why? a really cool anecdote okay. about Christmas that I just remembered. Okay. I was not a singer until eighth grade Christmas. Why is this? Oh, I was in eighth grade, and it was Christmas time. Yes. So our church youth group was doing the, the, the service, like the Christmas service, because we were the youth group. And, yes. You know, they're like, the young people need to be. So nobody, like our youth group instructor wanted a solo number, and she wanted it to be I'll Be Home for Christmas, because I think her sister was like, her sister was going to be in town, and she's like, I don't ever get to see my sister very often because she lives, you know, in um, Seattle, and I just, I, I really want to make this special for her, and I'm the youth group leader, so I'm gonna do what I want. Yeah. Everybody gave her a solid roundhouse rejection because we were like, we're teenagers, we don't sing on stage alone. What is wrong with you? And she was like, cute. One of you is gonna do this. I guess I'm the one deciding. So. <laughs> It was you? She rather intelligently got us all really good by sitting us down for a youth group meeting and was like, okay, before we start rehearsing for this thing, we're just all going to sing a bunch of Christmas carols together because we're a group and we need to kind of do stuff like this. We don't all need to be stressed out the whole time. Did you audition we well like, by having you sing as a group? Yes. And, and I... Around and then picked the best one? Oh, and... Here's the kicker. Her sister was in town for this particular meeting. So we're all like singing Christmas carols, blah, blah, blah. I unfortunately, not unfortunately, it was actually kind of great, but I was sitting right next to the youth group leader who was sitting right next to her sister. And afterwards she's like, all right, cool. I've got an announcement. Anthony's singing the, <laughs> the I'll be home for Christmas. And I was like, um, I'm gonna say what? I'm what? And she was like, you have the best voice, clearly. I've been listening the whole time. And did you know that you could sing? And I was like, I can't. I'm tone deaf. Ask them. She was like, I'm not asking anybody anything. I'm telling you that you're singing this song. So I did, because I didn't have any options. Um, and everybody came up to me afterwards and was like, we didn't. And they called to my mom and they're like, Christy, we didn't know that they could sing. And she was like, I didn't know they could sing. <laughs> and I, of course, was like, I can sing? Oh my God. So that was, that's a fun memory to remember, actually. So anyway. That is nice. Yeah, yeah. I can Do sing. Do we need to? <laughs> I don't have a smack, sorry. I was trying to think of one. Um, the only thing I'm oh, thinking no. of is rain. Oh related. no! Andy has entered the chat. No, this is all Megan. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> I'm excited. I asked her, Megan, end of the year, special holiday theme, smack. Rude. Megan, why? Why have you betrayed us? I haven't looked at, at it. Two, Megan. At two, Megan. <laughs> so we were ready for this? No. no. <laughs> but as go we'll, ahead. As will ever be. Oh, I, oh no. Uh, no, that look on his. Uh, mm -mm. Snog, Mary, Avada Kedavra. Uh, Elsa, Anna, or Kristoff. No! That is so. I bow out. <laughs> I can't.
can't. I because you know if if I this, genuinely don't know. If we're basing this off of Frozen One alone, because Frozen Two is heaven sent, and I refuse. Let's just base it off of Frozen One then. to even fight about that. No, Frozen Two is incredible. So good. I despised Elsa in Frozen 1, which is why Frozen 1 is a terrible experience for me because I'm like, I understand the point of this movie is to help me sympathize with this girl. I love Anna for how much she loves you because I don't like you at all. So, But I love her from Frozen 2, so now I feel conflicted. Let's I can't just go, do this. Let's just go from Frozen 1. I, do you have thoughts, Aaron? If I have to hear you say you're going to kill off Elsa, I'm going to cry in this room. <laughs> but I have to marry Anna. Is Kristoff the snowman? No, no that's no, Olaf! No! Kristoff's the boyfriend. Kristoff's okay. the one with the reindeer. Yeah, you Kristoff's a cinnamon roll. You cannot kill Kristoff. Like, He's, that's rude. Especially, and it's John Groff! <laughs> yeah. You can't kill John Groff! In Frozen 2, when they actually, like... <laughs> when he's lost in the woods. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Megan, why? <laughs> it's a Sophie's choice. Okay, you know what? I actually am going to bow out of this because... I work in youth services, so I cannot officially have an opinion. I feel on like this Andy thing. has some ideas. <laughs> I, I, I've seen the films one time only. I know, but I you mean, were you were whispering um, over there. What you got? Ooh, can we go bit? I was gonna say, can we go based off of songs? But we'd marry Elsa because Power Ballad City. Like, I was gonna say, I personally, I just want to marry Elsa because of who I am as a person. Actually, Fair. yes, that does make a lot of sense because Fair. if it was you and Anna, nothing would ever get done for the rest of your lives. I genuinely don't know, like, I love Anna, and I do not know if I could, like, cohabitate with her. You're not wrong, because I don't That's think I could either. But it's kind of because you are Anna. <laughs> like, that, that, that wouldn't work. Um, the only conflicted feelings I have about killing Kristoff would be the reindeer's going to be, like, Sven's going to gore you. I mean, <laughs> it's true. So, like, it's really, I, I could flip-flop, depending on the day and mood. Uh, Anna or Elsa, snog and marry one of those two. I'd leave it to a coin decision. Um, so and probably you be are going to kill Kristoff? Reindeer probably tastes good. Oh, I could put, I that? could put Sven out of his misery. <laughs> Sorry, kids. <laughs> instead of killing them, can we just exile them instead? I'll feel like infinitely better. What if I get to kiss all of them? <laughs> I like that one. I like that one. <laughs> Okay. Like, is that like the sensate edition? Yes. You... So here's what I'm going to do. Actually, I'm cheating because I can. I'm substituting Kristoff for Hans. Solution. What What about Hans, then? You kill Hans. No, you kill Hans. You kill Hans immediately. You, you get rid Hans of him without Freddy. Yes. The second that he arrives on screen, you kill Hans. Yeah. You Sorry, Santino, pick but which, no. one you, which girl would fit with you best. You snog the other, and they, you're done. Yeah. Yep. And actually, you ask them first because they're sisters, so they're going to talk. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, they get to, like, you know, tell them to decide amongst themselves, and you just kind of... Or just marry both of them. Abraham did it. It's fine. I was trying to figure out something. I didn't know Megan had given us <laughs> yes. the Jacob. ultimate painful One of the two. smack. Yes. Buddy, Jovi, and Santa Claus? I don't know. Buddy the elf. Jovi. Jovi's his girlfriend. The Ooh. girl in the yeah, yes, yes, yeah. Oh, see, that's rude because you have to kill Santa. And then because he <laughs> sent Buddy home. No, I'm good. The, the thing about that movie that I love so much is that Santa in that movie is totally like 
the fed up adult that's like, I love this child so much, but I need a break. <laughs> Buddy, you're adopted. Go meet your dad. Like, you're just like, rude, sir, but you're not wrong. <laughs> if you've stayed this long to the end of the podcast, this is the final episode of the year. Which year? 2021. Oh, that year. Right? The Wait, year it's 2021? <laughs> but doesn't it bother you that the next year is 2022? See what I did there? Oh, yes, you see it. You know. None of us are coming back. <laughs> we have things in store for you I'm next year. I'm firing Andy. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed the final episode of the podcast ever. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're all going to be in prison for Grant Andy. in his grant voice. <laughs> <laughs> the apocalypse oh. has begun. None of us will live through it except Grant and possibly Andy. <laughs> Actually, oh, yeah. thank you. Aaron could scrap during... And you would never know. It's true. It, you'd never find her. <laughs> do we have... Do we I have am any, very good at hide and seek in the Do dark. we have any hints about what 2022 is bringing? Yeah, actually, yes. We are throwing books out of the window. Hopefully reprieve from the pandemic, but we won't... Oh, I meant for the pun. Oh! I was like, yeah, why are we throwing... Why are we, we are, throwing books we are, out of the We're window? throwing books out of the window for yeah. one episode. Oh! Oh, thank you. Next year, um... Everyone gets to pick a topic based on their birthday month. That's going to be fun. We're throwing so, books out of the window. September's um, going to be wild. We're going to have a probably a, a couple annuals, a second annuals. Uh, we're going to have another Star Wars podcast. I was like, are we getting a return of the nerds? It's, well, it'll, be, it'll be interestingly named. It's going to be wonderful. Um, and we're going to have a kind of a fantasy-leading one in I July. I think that was um, the one that we used. Are we? It, happy birthday, Gary Gygax. Oh, yeah, that'd be fun. So we're going to have some D&D D &D elements to the whole podcast. <laughs> Ooh, I have ideas. <laughs> and I, you have yet to decide on a topic. I'm still kind of, like, I need to... No, you're fine. You're yeah, cool. There were things... Well, one, my birthday's not till September, so I got time. She Two, until we get the Bridgerton release date. I don't know. We are... Did you... Were you part of that discussion? Did you even check the Trello? Uh, we are going to have a Downtown Abbey episode. A um, Downtown uh, Abbey? I, uh, I'm sorry, downtown. we're going to have a what? Down, 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 oh, you, what? You mean I said it wrong? Yes. Okay. I'm going to skip over that and talk about what I want to talk about in these final moments, which is the best moment of Downton Abbey ever, which was actually on a Christmas special. And it's when Matthew Crawley gets it together, Mary Crawley gets it together, and they're in the snow, and he says, "I, you never have to ask for my forgiveness. And then he says, will you marry me? And she says, only if you say it properly. And he kneels and he says, Mary Crawley, will you do the honor of being my wife? And she says breathlessly, yes, the and end. And it looks like they're in a snow globe the whole oh, time. Oh, it's so pretty. So, you know. But I do also love that moment. Please fade out on that. When he's like, I didn't know if you would show up. Merry like, Christmas. Happy Merry New Christmas. Year. Ho, ho, Merry ho. Christmas. God bless them, everyone. <laughs> Did you Cue the music. <laughs> I was going to say, did you tee him up for that? Because that was brilliant. <laughs> oh, my word. But also, frankly, get ready, y'all. September's going to be a 12-minute episode if I have to. Yes! Don't forget the bridge, yeah. Yes. Got a bridge.